Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Our 10 to 11 hour begins with uh, a good old friend of mine and uh, a, a great uh, SENZ man himself. Uh, he uh, is on Saturday mornings between uh, 10, it starts at 10 ends and to Saturday afternoon at 1 uh, alongside Daniel McCarty. It's called the Saturday Session uh, and he talks a lot of uh, general sport in that regard but it's cricket we want him to focus on this morning. Uh, good morning to you Grant Elliott. Um, uh, busy in lockdown in uh, Wellington because you're, you're half the problem, you Wellingtonians at the moment. What's going on down there? Hey, Smithy. Uh, nice to be on your show. Love listening to you. Have your sermons in the morning and also handing the crayons to the boys in the in the morning session. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't say we're half the problem with COVID. I'd say, you know, maybe a tenth of the problem or eleventh of the problem. But, um, yeah, hopefully good news for us uh, tomorrow uh, evening, I think it is. So, I'll be looking forward to getting out of lockdown and out of homeschooling, which will be fantastic. Absolutely. I hope you're learning plenty. <laughs> yeah, I'm learning plenty. We did, a, we did a video yesterday with my eldest, who's 10, uh, on uh, somersaults. So he was teaching his mates how to do somersaults. So that was good fun. Uh, but online <laughs> learning's taken a whole new uh, uh, turn for them and they're actually getting into it he, he he'll do it uh religiously from sort of 9 to twelve thirty. so does well oh well that's good uh, that's a really good form of babysitting as well uh keeping them busy for that long <laughs> uh, point of time speak speaking of uh speaking of uh problems and and turnarounds and things uh grant how about that test match last night i mean uh, england were so uh, so badly beaten by India last time round. You wondered if there was a way back, um, particularly if you looked at their, their poor batting displays, uh, Joe Root aside. Uh, and then they knock over uh, India for 78. Uh, this is at Headingley, of course. And it can happen at Headingley. Uh, and they're 120 for none. It stumps with a lead of 42. What is going on in this series? Yeah, no, it, it's it's awesome. I mean, the thing that I um, I enjoy and I don't enjoy at the same time is sort of going to bed. So I went to bed and India were four for two and then waking up and actually seeing what unfolded. Now, the previous test at Lords, I went to bed thinking, oh, well, this is a draw. The, the tail wagged for India, which looks really unlikely with their tail. I mean, you know, someone described it as, you know, a calamity waiting to happen in the, in the press. And I agree, their tail is long, India. It wagged on that day. They got ahead. They declared... When I went to sleep, I was like, oh, well, this is you know, a foregone conclusion. It'll be a draw. And England were knocked over for 120. Now, they made changes to their, their opening um, uh, pair, which I found interesting. And it did a little bit of homework for you, Smithy, which you might be surprised at. But 
since Alice Cook and Andrew Strauss um, had 22 uh, opening pairs for England. Now, the names of people like Nick Compton, Joe Roots Open, Michael Carberry, Sam Robson, Jonathan Trott, Adam Lyle, Moen Ali, Josh Butler, Alex Hales, Ben Duckett, Hasib Hamid, who's now been recalled to open, Keaton Jennings, Mark Stoneman, Rory Burns, Jason Roy, and Dom Sibley. So <laughs> that's phenomenal when you think of how important that opening pair is in a test match. So they dropped Dom Sibley. They then turned Darwin Milan, but Hasib Hamid has gone up the order. And he played in 2016, where he averaged 43 against India. And then his form, he just imploded when he went back to Lancashire and was dropped and even dropped from the Lancashire team. So he's come back into it and actually uh, he played brilliantly uh, last night. So 120 for none. think, wow, England have got a great opportunity here in this test, test match to level the series. What uh, what have you made of uh, Coley and the leadership now? Um, you know he 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 you know he looks to be uh, driven by emotion in terms of uh, on the field. If you look at him and you, you do a case study of of Virat Coley throughout the day, you can see India's uh, fortunes uh, and how they're going just by the look on his face. Uh, what do you make of Coley's leadership? Is it is it too dominant? I mean they've played so well under Rahani. Yeah, uh, Rahani was, and they're two very different uh, leaders. I mean, I think it's all the preference of the players, Smithy. I've got to admit, like, I don't really like a captain who shows emotion, and especially as a bowler. Um, you don't want to know when your your captain's disappointed with you when you've bowled a bad ball. You know you've bowled a bad ball. You don't need to, to be, uh, you know, feel even worse for it, given the, the captain's expression. And we know that Virat Kohli, he... He's very expressive. He's very passionate. And some people love that. For me, that's not really my flavor. I, I enjoy someone who's very calm, very consistent, quietly spoken, um, and just goes about their work. Um, Coley, obviously a phenomenal player. But chatting with those sort of emotions must be absolutely exhausting in test cricket. Um, and we've seen he's been getting quite emotional with... Uh, um, James Anderson, and, uh, you know, he, he fell short last night. So James Anderson was on top of it. And Anderson even talks about after that test at Lords, saying that maybe they got a little bit too stuck into um, the emotional side of the game and the chatting, and it was just about concentrating on the England team and what they could do well. So, yeah, I think less talk, more action, um, and just concentrate on what you can do as a, as a team and what your strengths are. Just seen two back-to-back turnaround results too in the the Caribbean um, with uh, Pakistan and the West Indies. Of course, now we're going to see a two turnaround results. It looks like in this test, this test series between England and India, a test matches. If you get five fine days, Grant don't tend to seem to want to go five fine days anymore. What have What have you read into that? Are we looking at conditions here? Are we looking at players' attitudes, captains' attitudes? What What has been the reason why, and it's a good thing, why test matches always now tend to end in results. Yeah, well, I mean, one of the things I think that we can look at is, uh, well, let's first look at New Zealand. Why have New Zealand been so successful? And the reason why I brought up those opening partnerships uh, with England, and they've gone through a number of players there, is I think New Zealand have been successful because, well, one, we've got 
world-class players in uh, Kane Williamson and, and Ross Taylor had a solid opening partnership. So Tom Latham, you know, he's, he, he, he's been the one stalwart there. That we haven't changed our opening partnerships too much. And I think in the advent of, you know, white ball cricket, I think players are a lot looser. We saw that with the Indian innings. If you go back and watch the highlights there, guys are playing outside off stump and um, they, they weren't leaving well. England, however, they were solid in defence. They left well and they put the bad ball away, which was test cricket. They were very loose outside that off stump. And I think in white ball cricket, you're always looking to play the ball. So I think the ability to adapt to red ball cricket, maybe players are putting more emphasis on the white ball cricket and being more aggressive in test cricket. And we know that if uh, you are more aggressive, you're going to play with a, a lot more risk. And maybe that's why we're seeing lower scores, but also we're seeing results, which I see as a positive thing. Um, yeah, I do cricket, too. I, I must. Yeah, I, I must. I must admit, it's it's a it's a it's a wonderful thing and. Certainly, uh, that uh, apparently was one of the reasons people were turned off Test cricket. Um, you know, if you like results, you're, you're not going to walk away from it. Now, there's problems. Um, you know, New Zealand. You mentioned New Zealand side are, are playing a pretty good brand, and particularly at Test cricket level. Uh, now, the white ball cricket side of things is about to unfold uh, in three different countries. Uh, I just uh, wonder now. There's, there's with COVID affecting Finn Allen, COVID affecting Lockie Ferguson. Man, this is an interesting scenario all of a sudden about um, our team, our team and their well-being. Yeah, I mean, that, that is why the teams have obviously been split and um, it's been spoken about that you know, travelling with the two teams, if, you, if the, we just travelled with one to Bangladesh, Pakistan and then to the World Cup and Indian Series, as well as you throw in the IPL there, players away for just long and they're having to... Uh, isolate or, or quarantine in each one of those countries, which mentally is tough. And I'm actually really glad that I've done the quarantine thing because I thought, well, how bad can it be? But during the MIQ, it, it can have an effect on you mentally. So, you know, the players going over to Bangladesh and Pakistan, well, hopefully they can deal with the Finalin thing. Um, you know, their first game's coming up on, on Wednesday, 1st of September. But, uh, hopefully all of that that's done and dusted and they can get through these two tours without having to isolate or end the tour. But it is always back of mind. You do feel isolated when, you, um, when you're away from New Zealand. You feel very far from home, especially with all of this um, insecurity happening around you. So cricket isn't front of mind, but somehow support staff, the coaches and the management have to try and make cricket front of mind for these guys, as well as looking after their mental well-being. Um, and Bangladesh, I'll tell you what, Bangladesh is a tough place to tour. Um, I've been there and won maybe two one-day games out of, you know, close on nine or ten. So they are tough in their own conditions. Grant, can I ask you this question? Uh, of course, you uh, are South African-born. You've got a lot of mates still back uh, in, in the, you know, the Rainbow Republic, I'm, I'm sure, and you keep a close eye on what's going on over there. Uh, to me now, uh, Mark Belcher's uh, under pressure over uh, comments uh, he made uh, with Paul Adams being in the squad or songs he was singing or whatever. Um, the administration always seems to be under pressure. What's your take on, on South African cricket at the moment? Yeah, I, I have been reading up a lot on that and I've obviously got mates over there that, that talk to me about it and it just seems that 
No, they're not concentrating on cricket. It's always about the politics in the game. And I think it starts with the government. You now you look at board level and you look at the CEOs. I think they've, they've shuffled around three or four CEOs and there's been suspensions and ICC have taken over um, uh, cricket South Africa at one stage to try to steer them in the right direction. So I think where it starts. I think the governance and the board and getting that executive or senior leadership um, in, in a space where they can lead um, is important. And that's obviously a, a complete shambles at the moment. And that's filtering down into South African. And I've always been a big believer that politics doesn't have a, a place to play in, in sports. And um, I think that that's what we're, we're seeing in, in South Africa. And they just can't seem to get it right. It's obviously a very complex country with, um, you know, big historic, um, you know, issues to try and get over, which is the challenge, and it still seems to be a challenge. So it's really unfortunate to see uh, what's unfolding there, and, and hopefully they can get it back on track. But we see what the Springbok rugby team have done, you know, under Sia Colisi. He's been inspirational and a leader of such, you know, great aura. So, so hopefully they can follow what the uh, Springbok rugby team are doing. See, because they've thrown it back to a fairly young regime, haven't they? And and they've thrown it back to, uh, you know, predominantly white regime. And in terms of the decision making, if you if you look at Graham Smith, you look at Mark Boucher, uh, they're kind of perceived as being the power brokers. And, and they they tried, I guess, they tried to emphasise away from politics by doing that and throwing it back at the actual playing of the game. But that hasn't quite gelled either, has it? I think, you know, in South Africa, historically, it's always seen as, as a colour thing. It's always seen as, you know, a, 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 or a white um, thing, whereas I, that I always grew up not seeing colour. And unfortunately, it becomes that political, historical stance that's happened in South Africa. And it goes away from the sports. And, you know, there are these hearings where they're listening to uh, players of colour um, or, you know, uh, they called, you know, quota players back in the day. And they're listening to the stories that they have to, to retell. Um, and they're alluding to, you know, it being a very uh, poor environment to play in. And I think that that's, that's suddenly something the players have to deal with. So instead of facing a, you know, a, a red or white pill, they, they have to, uh, you know, find stories right and, and try and play the game and I'm always a big believer that life outside of um, your actual sport is going well then your sport can go well and I think that it does have an effect on all of the players and it's just it's terrible when these sorts of things happen and, and hopefully Boucher and Smith being players uh, that they have been historically for South Africa can get it back on course um, and hopefully bury the, the hatchet and all the, the wrongs that have been done, um, and South African cricket can move forward. Yeah, it'll be interesting to me uh, to see if Mark Belcher keeps his job. He's made a public apology uh, for the things that he was uh, say, saying and singing in the dressing room uh, about um, Paul Adams in particular, so we'll just see if he keeps his job on that. Uh, you're on Saturday morning at 10 o'clock, uh, you and, and uh, Dan McCarty, uh, Thursday now, have you done any planning? Uh, what uh, kind of things will you be covering or you just wait and see uh, what's topical in the next 24 hours or so? Yeah, so we normally get together with Ricardo, our producer, at, uh, at 3 o'clock. We do a little Zoom and um, I think we're, we're talking about tennis. I've been trying to get Graham Swan on my show for a while. 
love his accent and obviously inside into the um, the India England uh, uh, or Test series. Uh, but I think Jonathan Trott might come handy, come in handy. So uh, we'll we'll sort that out, Smithy, and hopefully surprise you. But uh, we love listening to your show, and hopefully we can have you on at some stage if you uh, if you're keen on a Saturday. I'll definitely. Definitely take part. You've done me a favour, so uh, I'll certainly be available to you, Grant. Any any Saturday you like, you just uh, dial me up, mate. Great talking to you. Uh, let's hope uh, we get some good news um, uh, tomorrow afternoon and uh, you can get out and stretch your legs properly and do something worthwhile. Uh, thanks for talking to us, mate, as always. Absolute legend, Smithy. Thanks a lot. Appreciate being on the show. Yeah, cheers. Grant Elliott there, folks. Uh, one of the nice guys of uh, New Zealand cricket and uh, pleased to say he's one of the nice guys of SENZ Radio as well. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.